we must have in our culture have like hit a point where it was like more than just proving yourself to be able to play at the next level like we must have hit some point where people are just trying to do more and it's not actually adding any real value besides just burning people out hi i'm lauren and i'm delaney and you're listening to there better be snacks the podcast for new grads by new grads where we navigate our early 20s together from the first jobs to the first apartments and the big moves we'll dive into all the good and not so good from the exciting moments like the first job offer and big girl paycheck to the heavier lifts like building your network negotiating for yourself and adapting to ever-evolving relationships we'll get through it all together Hi friends, thanks for joining Delaney and I for There Better Be Snacks. In this week's episode, we discuss the infamous hustle culture, how it has been ingrained into our behaviors at work, and what it means to actually avoid burnout. Let's get into it. Hustle culture is on our minds recently after graduating college and figuring out what being successful at work looks like. I know for me in my internship, over last summer, like right after I graduated, there were times when people on my team and I like, I like, I think this was a good thing that they encouraged of me, but they said like, we see, like, we see you putting in the work at 8 PM. We see you leaving comments and stuff after hours of like typical business. And that was a sign of hard work. And Um, so I don't know that like gave me an idea of what success looks like because when you're first starting out you have no idea there was also another time when I got asked to do something at like 6 p.m and it was a data request and if you work in a regulated industry you might know that a data request has a quick turnaround time and so I like basically as soon as you get one you have to get it done as soon as or as quickly as possible and I was on an email with my boss CC'd on it and saw it come in at like maybe 5.30 and then worked after like, I mean, later in, I took a break and then I worked later in the evening and then sent in an email like by 9 a.m. the next morning and my manager replied to it and said like, awesome work, great job, good job on the quick turnaround. And it was just another moment when I realized like, I mean, you, pay attention to the feedback that you're getting. And if it's positive, it typically reinforces a behavior. Um, So I don't know, we'll get into the things, but that's just ways that grind culture has, yeah, grind culture sounds a little dirty, maybe hustle culture. Um, That's a way that hustle culture has influenced how I think about working and what success is like. And sometimes it's hard because I get really down on myself if I'm not like motivated. And it's also kind of hard to say like, oh no, I can't make time to hang out with friends tonight because I need to do work from eight to 10 again. Yeah. And do you think, so like you even said right there that people like applauded you for working at eight o'clock at night as an intern and like all these things. Was that when you were in, that was when you were an intern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I was, I was trying to get get the job position. So it's like, you have to do what it takes, but but is that like a, like, is that something we like want teams to encourage is like our team members to like not have a life outside of work and be working until eight o'clock at night, every night. The not thing, that you didn't have a life the whole time. I know no, you the thing is that there was something about the culture that really encouraged 
working hard, but also there was another time I was on the phone with one of my coworkers. We were trying to figure something out like 5.30 and I told them like, I need to leave by six to go to the beach and go drinking with friends. And he said, that's fine. That's totally encouraged. I think it's just a matter of finding the balance. And um, the other thing is so much of it, I feel like has to do with the amount of work that you crank out and if you can get things done faster I think now that we're working from home people are taking advantage of like not having their butt in the seat as long but I I mean I'm gonna say all these things and I work a lot more how many hours do you work every week oh you log your hours right I track my time okay, I'll put it this way. I track my client work time, like my billable hours super closely. I don't track my, like my hours as closely. So things that are like sending invoices, sending um, like emails to like potential clients or like any of, or like bookkeeping, like that sort of stuff, or like writing posts for like my Instagram, which I don't do very often, but like anything like that, which technically that kind of stuff and then like putting together to-do lists and like organizing my time would be stuff that I'd be doing in an office like from nine to five um to be honest I haven't checked it in a while um but is it on your computer hold on pull it up well I have them different for every client so that's kind of oh, okay no, no, no. um but I will say I think the long, like the the highest amount was 60 hours of billable, um, which means there was probably, I don't know, minimum five on top of that. Um, I would say I probably, oof. I'm gonna throw a like, I think I probably work between like 50 and 60 hours a week, like Mm. total not always ideal. Why do you work more than 40 hours? Because you have a lot of work or because time is money? Time is money. Time is money, baby. Well, I think a lot of it, I was thinking, I was talking to someone on the the call today, who's another freelance friend of mine about how, and Lauren and I talked about this a little bit in our last episode um, of just the last few weeks, I just have been really like overwhelmed and haven't been super motivated and not being as motivated has like made me more overwhelmed because then I have more work to do. And it's just like a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, but I think part of that has to do with, I really like Lauren, like to do a really good job and like to, I don't, I think saying like, oh, I like to go above and beyond sounds like really annoying, but like, I like to impress people with work stuff. Um, I was that way when I was an intern too. Um, but I will say when I was an intern, it was a very like people clocked out at like five or five 30. Um, and I think a lot of them did work like on the weekends, but I didn't have access to like the work stuff on the weekend. So I didn't. Um, but I think now which I'm learning more is like, you don't, the weeks when I work more aren't necessarily weeks that I'm like, or the weeks that I feel like I'm working more aren't technically always the weeks I'm making more money. 
um, mm-hmm. which might sound counterintuitive, but um, I think sometimes when you like put take too much on or like have too many things on your plate, less gets or things don't get done as fast because you're stressed or you're um, like doing like the organization procrastination where you're like, I have so many things to do. I just need to organize it all and then I can start it and then it will be fine, mm-hmm. which then takes an hour more. Yeah. It's also making me think of recently. So I have a project that I'm working on with a team <laughs> work. <With> a team. <laughs> That's what work is. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, well, I don't work with a team, so I guess it makes sense. Oh, true. So I'm working on a project that we have like a hard stop deadline, probably around first week of January, but there's a, like, it's necessary that we do a lot of the work now that, um, I don't know, that's something that surprised me about coming to this company is like how far out the deadlines are, but really you need to start planning years in advance before drilling into the ground and doing anything not that we're drilling into the ground anymore we don't, do <laughs> we don't do that um it's now illegal to get the permitting and zoning for a natural gas plant in the state of oregon which is really cool wow that's awesome. anyway <laughs> more that's facts Any- <laughs> back to the day so this has been my main priority because it's a huge earnings opportunity for the company. And I get to work on this small team. That's, we have this deadline way out in, the, in advance, but we have like small deadlines in the meantime. And I have one other thing kind of like as a back burner, but those are kind of my main two things right now. And yeah. so the other day I kind of finished, had my work in a good spot and it was like 4.30, 4.45. And normally I like to work till 5.30 because that's kind of my hours, but mm-hmm. I just honestly couldn't think of anything I needed to do. And that's when I felt like I'm really not in a good place in my role nine months in like where I should be because I have an expectation of myself to be able to identify like random projects that I could be working on within those like last 30 minute increments of work time that I have mm-hmm. allocated. But maybe that is hustle culture ingrained deeply into my brain. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's on. No, I, don't I think know. you're right. I think it's the idea that um, I think we talked about this last time of like there's always more that could be done. So if you're not doing more, I don't know if I always like actually feel this way. But I think subconsciously it's like if you're not working when you should be working, you're being lazy or you're procrastinating or you're not doing like enough. And I think that's something that like U.S. culture has a lot of, but I think a lot of other cultures have even more, um, which is very interesting too, but, or equally, there's some different stuff there, but that idea that like the value you bring is based on how much work you can do in a certain amount of time. Yeah. The weird thing though about, well, like for both of our positions, like basically they identified it was worth paying me the identified salary value because they figure I will bring that much value back to the company or if not more. And so like in a way, like, yeah, the work that you do has a monetary value to it. And I don't know, especially if you like want to make the case for yourself for getting a promotion or 
um, getting a bonus or just more responsibilities. Like you have to take on more than you're yeah. supposed to do. Which innately. Oof. Yeah. It makes sense, but it feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it makes sense. Like that's how you step up by showing. You like, could do more. Okay, yeah. Say you're like trying out for a sports team in high school and you make JV mm-hmm. freshman year you're really good on JV, you turn out to be like one of the MVPs or the captain, then you get bumped up to varsity because you're showing that you can play at that level. So like you have, I mean, that's how things go. So you have to prove yourself, obviously, yeah, to an extent, obviously. So like why we must have in our culture have like hit a point where it was like more than just proving yourself to be able to play at the next level. Like Mm -hmm. we must have hit some point where people are just trying to do more and it's not actually adding any real value besides just burning people out. Well, I think of that with, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, but someone who's like some CEO or something, I don't know, was talking about how they, now it's going to really bother me, but if I remember it, I'll put it in the show notes, (laughs) but was talking about how they have a lot of like CEO friends and stuff who had horrible burnout because they said like, kind of like we had mentioned a little bit earlier, like I'll be so happy or like, I have to keep working, keep working so hard, working every day, 24 seven, you know, letting my team call me 24 seven, never taking a vacation, never taking a sick day because we want to reach. Yeah. The $500,000 mark, or we want to reach the $2 million mark. And not saying it's always like money focused, but I think a lot of it is sometimes about money or money or power. Um, Or, you know, I want to get featured in this magazine or I want to be on this talk show, like things like that. But then they would get all of those things and more and still be unhappy and still be working that much if not more oh my god that was what it was talking about millionaires because it was after bezos went to space and it was taught they would oh my god billionaires or millionaires billionaires and millionaires it was talking about the psychologist who or therapist who works specifically with millionaires and billionaires and she was saying obviously there's a lot of them that like don't have to work as much anymore like if they were like born into that money they don't have to but if there's someone that has made, you know, maybe they worked in tech or whatever. They've made like oodles and oodles of money. She was saying, those are the people, the more money they get, the more afraid they are of losing that money. Mm -hmm. Like so much so that they feel like they need to work so much harder in order to maintain that level of wealth and power, which I thought was super interesting. Um, But I think that concept for like the one percenters of the world can be like trickled down to people like you and me who obviously like we're in different jobs so there's different things there but like if I was working in an agency setting and I start out as like an account coordinator then I want to be account executive then I want to be a senior account executive and then I want to be an account coordinator then account supervisor then it's like account manager and then it's VP and then blah, 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 blah. blah. And then you you open your own agency. And I think um, that like corporate ladder or um, just like always something better, like that kind of internal competition is like what hustle culture is like all about. It's like working harder so you can get to the next step faster. 
before the person behind you or next to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Back, we, we kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent, but it was all relevant, but Lauren, I think there's a lot of, in the space that I work in, which is a lot of digital, digitally native brands and people and things like that. Um, there's a lot of conversation, which I find mostly to be pretty inauthentic about no more hustle culture. Let's not do it. Or like the people who, some people I've worked with or worked for, um, that kind of preach this idea of like, you shouldn't have to work 24 seven to build the business of your dreams. Very like girl boss. I feel like I see a lot of conversation about hustle culture a lot, but it's very like shallow, I guess, like very like people who don't practice that, who just say, who are like using it as a way to sell you something or like using it as a platform to, I don't know, almost like shame people who were doing that. I don't know. It's very, makes me very uncomfortable, but I think from like a theoretical standpoint, I agree that hustle culture, which I mean, I think we kind of defined, but is just not, is not healthy and not sustainable um, and can lead to different types of burnout. I'm obviously seeing this from like a lot of people who are in like the freelance space or just digital space, but I'm curious, Lauren, if that's something on your team that you see, like, are there people, are people getting praise for, I don't know, like working excessively, you know, and things like that. And are your bosses good examples of like a healthy relationship to work? My team has a lot of work on our plate. And so things are always pretty busy, but when we finish a big project or get something like hit a big milestone, our manager is really encouraging and reminds us to take our PTO, which is really nice. And like at our team meetings, he'll check in with us and say like, who's in the office next week? Is anyone going on fun trips and kind of shares that excitement with us, which is really nice. But I will say I have no, like, I think you can tell what a company values by the successful people. And I think some of the people, well, the people who are like the most important and invaluable employees are the ones who hustle and get things done and get involved with everything. So to be honest, I think that's also like taking a break is fine and you can be a hustler and still take a break sometimes. But when you're working, you're really on. And I think that's what my company as well as most other companies reward. I don't know. Does that make sense to you or does it sound right? No, I think that makes sense. I think the idea that right in almost any company, well, I don't want to, okay. In a lot of companies, yeah, the people who are like on, on top quote unquote, um, are the ones who are like super dedicated to their work, have a really good work ethic. Well, I mean, usually I'm saying usually, cause you know, nepotism and things, <laughs> but, um, usually that's the case. And with, 
what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, the idea that something that I saw recently, I'm gonna backtrack this, was saying that a lot of times the people who take more breaks during their day, or not just more breaks during their day, but take breaks during work or during like several months of work or take vacation, like end up being like more productive because they have that time to rest and like recuperate and then they can focus more on work. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I think that is like the goal to be able to work really hard, focus on your work, do a really good job and create really great deliverables or whatever it is you do um, and be able to take time away and not have it impact the way your team looks at you, the way or your ability to get a promotion, your ability to get a new client or whatever. Um, But I don't think that's always the case because I do think there is like the like culture of like immediacy of like, if I'm not taking a break, I'm not being productive. I need to do this thing now. I need to do this. I need to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's like hustle culture and how it like presents itself all the time. And so, yes, I agree in my roundabout way. (laughs) I think sometimes I don't know. We forget that humans are humans and we need a break. And there are some people that don't function like that and are basically robots, but 99% of people are not robots. <laughs> Fun fact, t- taking time off is good. So hustle culture, this idea that, um, you know, you're always on, always more to be done have to like the rise and grind, just like get it done type of deal. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think that, I don't think that's a sustainable, like in the true kind of definition of it. I don't think that's a sustainable way to work or to live. Um, I think you probably agree. How do you see that, I guess, lifestyle or hustle culture, if we're going to call it that, attributing to burnout of people like younger people especially in different industries and different things like that Hmm. well I'll just speak from my own experience or there have been times when I feel like I just have the mindset of working longer hours equals better Mm -hmm. in my head or at least that's what I think my managers or people who are senior to me think um, because there's a little green icon that's next to your name when you're online. And so um, also even after like, if you go on your phone on the app, it'll say like active at 10 PM or active at right 9.30 or whatever. And then if you send an email out late at night, like that might be good. I don't know, good optics on your part. Um, But there have been times when I haven't really had as much work that I needed. Like I didn't have enough work for it to be necessary for me to Mm -hmm. work like 10 extra hours in a day. But I would just like take a lot of time to do something earlier, take some breaks and then think it's fine because I'll just work later and that's good. And that equals working harder, but it really doesn't. And Mm -hmm. you're just not practicing good time management. And then that like feeling constantly, like you have to 
perform at something or do something else than what just seems appropriate for the moment creates emotional turmoil <laughs> and burnout that way. Not like you're actually being worked down to like not sleeping enough and not taking care of yourself. It's just like your anxiety burns you out. Right. Because so you think there are um, expectations, but no one necessarily said them. Right. Like self-imposed expectation of how you're supposed to be. Like, I think it looks better for me to send an email this late because if people will think that I'm working harder when really someone might be like, why is Lauren up that late? Why didn't she send us that earlier? Like there's other ways people could like take that. But if you've been conditioned to think that um, or like, I know that some people, I don't know, I think I've done this once before, well, like schedule, I do actually, what am I saying? I've done this a few times <laughs> where if I'm up really late, I almost do the opposite where I'll like schedule it to go out first thing in the morning because to me, it almost like makes me embarrassed people to think, oh my gosh, this girl can't manage her time. Why is she sending me yeah. an email at 1am versus oh, wow, she's really, first of all, I don't think people actually notice what time you send emails a lot of the time. That's but, also true, yeah. Um, you know, if an email comes through to them at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, it's, that's not, oh, why didn't she manage her time well? That's, oh, she's up bright and early. Like, she's on top of it. But I don't think that all really matters as much as we like to think it does when really the most productive and the most sustainable and probably like the thing that's going to get us the best outcome is if we just did a normal amount of work in a normal amount of time within like normal hours that maybe make, like we've talked about this before, like hours that make sense for you when you're most productive or whatever. But um, yeah. Yeah. When I was home, I was talking with my dad because there was one night when I stayed up kind of late to get ahead of things for the next day. And I was just like writing up my response to an email, but um, didn't want to send it because I was like, people are going to be confused <laughs> if this comes out this late. Um, but so I told my dad that I was like not wanting to send an email late at night. And he said there were some people when he first started out that would um, send an email at like 2 a.m. just to like look cool and would spend Friday nights in the office to look cool. Um, which I don't know. That's interesting. It really, did it? Did he say that that worked? Did they? He think they um, he didn't really speak very highly. <laughs> yeah, well, so I probably not. Because to an extent, it's kind of like, is it the means or the ends? And right. so doesn't matter how it looks. It's like about the work that gets done. Yeah. So if you're just spending extra time with your butt in the seat, not actually getting anything done, or just being weird and flashy with the hours that you work not with the actual content that you are creating or producing like I don't know the waste just, of your time I feel like at that point thing. yeah yeah <laughs> one thing that was also interesting that my dad told me when I was home was the first company that he worked for that was like true startup and they were trying to go public so you could imagine that's a ton of work and he said there were times when he would go into the office at like 6 or 7 a.m. And then he would leave at 6 a.m. the next day. Woof. And I was like, 
did you take naps? Like, what? Like, I can't even understand that because I get tired and I and hungry. Yeah. And I asked him, I was like, was it because you weren't managing your time? Because I know in college, you think of some people are like, I pulled an all nighter for this essay. You just didn't do it right. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, really? Um, No, anytime I did an all nighter in college or like, well, I never did like an actual all nighter, but like a really up really late. It was either because I was really stressed and having trouble like focusing or because I had so much to do that I literally, that was the only time that I would have to do it. It was not something where it was like, oh my gosh, I needed to stay up all night and study for seven hours to be productive on this. No, (laughs) no one wanted to do that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a certain kind of style because some people do like, I think we both have a friend who loves cranking things out at the last minute and can just pull through. And And if that works for them, cool. Yeah. They really love working under pressure, which is cool in and of itself, but Yeah, I just had a hard time believing that that was necessary. And then I was like, I'm really lazy. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because this is actually a very good point. Because I think the thing with your dad is it sounds like that was just kind of the culture there. It was like, we're all in this together. You know, we don't go home until we're done kind of thing. And I think you and I have talked about this before, but a lot of, or maybe, oh, we talked about this last time, but everyone kind of has their own schedule of working and different people like work better at different times. And I think that's totally fair, but it's something where I've seen, there's someone that I know that started putting on their signature of their email. I'm sending this during my working hours. I understand that yours might be different. So please respond to this when it's convenient for you which I thought was kind of an interesting, it was phrased better than that, but an interesting way to do it when you, you know, if you're someone who does do all your work after 9 p.m. or um, maybe you're someone who like has a nine to five, but also has like some type of side hustle and you're sending things later to just let people know like, hey, no pressure to respond to this right now because this is when I'm working and I don't expect you to work when I work, just like you shouldn't expect me to work when you work. And mm-hmm. it was really interesting because over the weekend, so I was out of town visiting my grandparents and I don't really take time off and have never really taken time, like officially off work. Um, oops. Um, and knew that I was going to be pretty much unavailable on Friday, Monday, and then over the weekend. Cause I have a tendency to work on weekends a little bit more than I probably should <laughs> Um, and that's an expectation that I've set accidentally (laughs) that, you know, if someone really needs something, I'll get it done. It's not a big deal. But this weekend I let like some of my clients know that I was going to be out of town, but also most of them, it's not like we talk every day. So it's not a major deal. Like the work will get done. They don't need to know that I'm not like checking my email all day because I'll check it in the evening if I you know needed to that was kind of my plan and one of my clients who's the sweetest human um messaged me on Friday afternoon and was like hey how are these emails coming along and um you know I responded yeah like because she had given them to me a couple days before to write up for they were like due on like the 17th or when that was when they're supposed to go live 
And I was like, oh yeah, I was going to film a rewrite like Monday or Tuesday. Like, is that still okay? Mm-hmm. And she's like, actually, you know, this other people that are working on this big project with her, um, they want to check it at a check-in on Monday morning. So I need it Monday morning. I'm so sorry. Is that possible? And I really should have said, no, <laughs> it's not because I'm out of town, but I didn't do that because she's one of my favorite clients and I like want to make her happy and like wanted to help. And I knew I could do it in theory. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I will get them all done for you. Like, just so you know, like I'm out of town with my grandparents. I know I normally can work a little bit on weekends, um, but like, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll crunch it in. It's okay. Um, and she felt so bad and was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like no big deal. All this, you know, like you don't have to. And I was like, no, it's good. And I like finished them and sent them to her like in two days. It was fine. Did have to stay up like a little late and like do some in the morning, but got it done. And that was totally fine because it was very much like I had every opportunity to say, no, actually that doesn't work for me. And she was very clear of like, I would never expect you to work a weekend, even though I've said I can. But then on the flip of this, I had another client where they gave me this big, huge brief on Thursday and um, the new client and I like want to impress them and like want to do a really good job. And I had already, they, they knew I was going to be out of town this weekend, Friday and Monday. And so they do this brief on Thursday afternoon So it was all this stuff. It was like emails, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, email, like blogs, like literally every single platform it was copy for for this like huge campaign. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this all sounds so great. So fun. Like, when do you need it by? And one of the girls goes, well, like, how soon can you get it to us? And I was like, oh, well, like I'm out of town this, I'm out of town this weekend. So I'll be offline Friday and Monday. And it's Thursday night at this point. And they were like, okay, well, we were like, you know, we'd like to have it all by Monday. And I said, you know, is there, if there's a couple pieces you want by Monday, I can get those done, but I don't think I can get all of this done by Monday because it's like over 10 hours of work at least. Um, And she was like, okay, well, I'll go ahead and highlight, you know, the ones that are more of a priority. And I always didn't have a lot of time this weekend to do do it and ended up doing most of it on Sunday night and Monday when I got back in the afternoon and spending all the time and so stressed and then of course the Monday Monday morning I'm getting emails like hey we're like waiting on this like it was there were nice emails but it was like hey like so excited to see these like let us know when they're ready and like so stressful and then it was so much more work than I thought it was going to be because they highlighted like all this stuff is important and I'm like that's just not realistic And that has been really stressful and frustrating for me because that, unlike the other one, is not accounting for the fact that other people have different ways they work and different timelines. And like, there was no like, oh, you're not working Friday or Monday or like, cool. Like, that's cool. Get it to us later in the week. It was, we're giving this on, we're literally, the email came through like 7 p.m. with the final details. And to me, that is a very like, hustle culture vibe of like the whole team is working on this because it's a rush it's a deadline but I saw this thing that was like your lack of preparedness is not my emergency and that was very much yeah. a situation where like well now it is now it's like on me that I don't have this or there was information pieces missing 
and I don't have time to get them now because now yeah. you put me in a bad spot. And I think this is not, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but I'm pulling it back. I think <laughs> this is an example of how company culture can like breed that sort of like internalized hustle culture. Cause the thing is I could have said, nope, I cannot do that. That is not like pop, like literally not possible, but instead, and you know, then they would have had to be like, okay, you know what? It's fine. You can get it to us on Wednesday or Tuesday. And then we'll go from there. It will make our time to edit and review a little bit shorter, but like whatever. But instead I ended up and, you know, not setting that boundary and putting myself in a bad situation because there was all this pressure to do it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, am I not doing a good job? Do they think I didn't do well on this? Um, you know, I have a couple of pieces that did not get done on Monday that they had asked for on Monday because there was just literally no way, um, yeah. which is not like me and not something I like to do. And so I think unlike or you had a conversation with someone in your company, like, hey, like I work better at night. That's when I work better. Like, you don't have to worry about it. I'm not, you know, working myself to the bone. And they actually showed concern that, you know, you didn't need to be working all the time. Like, are you, do you need help with something? Like, do you need more support? Where this was a very clear, this is what we need to get done. We don't really care how you get it done. We don't really care that you're not working right now. I mean, I'm sure they do. <laughs> in theory but it's like you know one of those things where it can get a little like the water can get a little muddy when a company is setting a standard that doesn't acknowledge that other people might have um <laughs> right or like someone and today other yeah like weird. you can't just assume when you're asked like because for my job I have to ask things of people and people who are across the company have yeah. to ask things of me and the worst easiest thing to do to shoot your own project in the foot is to assume that other people are only working on whatever you're about to ask them. Yes. It's just hearing from your client making the request at Thursday night for a turnaround by Monday. I mean, that's kind of on them. And I think it's really easy when they're your client and they're paying your bills. You want to be able to do a good job and continue to get their business. And there are some things that you'll hear about Thursday night that need to be done on Monday, right. but those, not everything needs to be done no. like that. But I think that just comes with time and experience. Like you were saying, it's hard and it was a challenge because you didn't set those boundaries. But I mean, how can you know where the boundaries are when you're starting here? Exactly. The only thing is you just have to like go from that experience and think like, that wasn't the way I wanted things to go. How, how could it be different next time? Because I think people, everyone's going to say that what they're doing is the most important thing ever and needs to be your number one priority. And so whatever client you're talking to on Zoom at the moment to set your priorities, they're going to say my thing first. Of course. And so it's important for like all of us to understand that we should take that with a grain of salt as we're talking to like someone with a request because our time is valuable. And this is something my boss always tells me because we get um, like questions from people across the company and be like, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? 
And he said like the number one way that you can cut down on your workload when someone comes in with a request is ask like, when is when do you want this by? And if they say, oh, maybe like three weeks from now, like maybe don't add that onto your plate because if it's super important, they would need it like- Tomorrow, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that's another thing, although it's not super applicable this time, like- Yeah, no, but I think that's a good thing too because I always have to think about it from like, like you said, like they think their thing is most important, but I have, you know, six other clients that also have projects that need to be done. Like I'll probably have to stay up late tonight because I have another client project that's supposed to be done tomorrow that I didn't have any time to work on today because I was monopolized by this other project. And like, that's not, you know, that's not fair to that other client because it's not their fault. Um, But I think in a more like corporate nine to five setting, the idea of capacity is a really big deal because it's so easy to want to say yes and like look look good and seem like you're working hard but really like if yeah if you were to say yes Lauren to everything that everyone ever asked you or if someone on your team's like hey can you help me with this hey can I have another set of eyes on this thing you'd never get anything done or you would just be so overwhelmed and working all the time and end up like resenting people on your team or resenting different things um and that's something I think we talked about before of like the saying no to things is always really hard, especially when you're like first starting out. Um, but even for me, like I had gotten better at that as far as like saying no to certain projects that weren't a good fit. But in this case, like you said, it was like, I didn't even know where to set the boundary because it was a new client. And it was like, I got onto that call, you know, and of course I'm looking through this giant list of deliverables and I'm thinking, oh, cool. Like normally this would be something that would take me a week mm-hmm. more to do for a client because I'm not an employee. So I'm not working from nine to five only on this. I'm working on this for two hours, this client for two hours, this client for an hour, this thing for 30 minutes. And I think like you said, like you have to understand from like the giver of project side of things or the receiver of project side of things, not everyone's priorities are going to be the same and not everyone is like available to you all the time or you know even with like setting calls like I don't know if you have this as much at work because you know you are technically like on the online on the line lol like during a certain time of the day but with the same client like they're I think they're used to everyone being online and you know they can just do a quick call or they can you know do a quick teams meeting where for me you know, if you don't put something on my calendar like 24 hours before, like my schedule changes because I might have to go do a different project or I might not be available to hop on a call or I might be running an errand because I looked like it was an open time in my day. Um, and so saying, you know, 30 minutes before, oh, can I call you right now? Is just not respecting my time. And I don't know how that works for you. Does that mm. work for your company? Like just do people just like, put time on your calendar? Yeah, I think our company has a culture where you can just like put a meeting invite with no context and people will <laughs> just show up to it and be like, why am I here? Um, but, but that I think makes that, sense though. Yeah, I think that also speaks to, I guess the company historically has had a culture that's like very meeting heavy, which we're mm-hmm. trying to move away from. But um, yeah, like 
a lot of people live and die by their calendar. And like, I learned we were supposed to have like a team lunch today and it's this place 30 minutes away. And someone scheduled something on like the 30 minutes right before the lunch. And I hadn't blocked off time for transit because I never do because didn't find it necessary. And then I realized like, okay, any open time people are going to take it. So you really have to block it off. Yeah. You're going to do anything. Um, But that's that's the thing. Like if you, it's hard, but if you don't set the standard or the impression for how things are going to go when they're working with you, like they, what's going to stop them from next time giving you the same exact workload and the same exact time frame? Like, um, that's tough. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is like, we all want to get pulled in on a lot of things. We mm-hmm. want to be the yes man or woman because you think like getting more things done is going to lead to more opportunity, but like, you don't want to be that person that they see will just do anything. And then suddenly you're getting all of the bitch work Mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better term. Explicit, yeah, explicit episode. Um, Cause at like the beginning of my internship last year, I was like, I want to do it all. I want to be available. I want to be awesome. And my dad was like, okay, if you do that, be careful because people are going to just start handing things to you that you don't want to actually do that actually don't give you like any recognition at the end of the day. Hustle culture, like, yes, when you need to get something done, like sometimes it definitely is a grind and you have no choice. Like there was something that had to get done to build a new resource um, on our team. And so my boss and a couple of people had to work on Christmas day, like through Christmas. And that's like definitely not ideal. And we're trying to set it up. So like that never happens because you want to be able to enjoy those moments. But there are times when if you don't do something like it'll, it feels like your world will end. And those are high priority moments, but like it's unsustainable to treat every single tiny PowerPoint slide deck. Yeah. Like not everything is urgent. Yeah. But it's, it's also hard to distinguish that when you're just starting out. Like, yeah. Well, I think even people like later in their career, like there's a, one of my clients, client friends, she's not a client right now, but she's a friend, but she all, she has like four children. (laughs) And she always says, she's like, if no one is bleeding or dying, it doesn't need to happen right now. And She's like, so basically, if you're not a doctor or an EMT, like, or a mom, chill. <laughs> um, but I think, obviously, there are other things that, like, the thing you were just saying, like, there are other things that are important that need to get done within a certain amount of time for different reasons. Maybe, um, you know, it's really important to the success of the company. Maybe it's something that, you know, you didn't have to do for a client really quickly because they're going through something like whatever. Um, like I did this weekend for that one client, like she didn't know that thing was due on Monday for like this group meeting. And so I did it because it helped her out and it, I had, I could, you know, um, but the idea that like sometimes it does make sense and might be necessary 
to put on the like hustle culture hat and just like get it done. Like doesn't matter. Like maybe you're not sleeping as well. Maybe you worked through lunch, like whatever. And that, I don't think that means you're like feeding into the hustle culture, like mindset or whatever. I see that as like, there are certain like time periods or some like seasons (laughs) where like that might be necessary for you to get to a certain point. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that, well, I'm trying not to do it as much, but like, I feel like that's been a lot of like the last year, like trying to like build my client base and different Mm -hmm. things like that. And like worked a lot more, a lot more than I probably needed to. And I feel like in your first year of your job, um, that's a similar thing because you want to impress. And I don't think we're not saying not to do that. I think we're just saying, being mindful of the boundaries you're setting and the expectations you're setting because those are really hard to change later on. Um, And then that's when you fall into that pattern of work is your whole life and not because you want it to be, but because you feel like you have to and all that other junk that goes with um, like feeding into this idea that I like have to be working almost like the fear of not working or being productive. Mm -hmm. yeah there was a whole like special on the wall street journal from this weekend about um how humans are so driven to find productivity hacks and this kind of ties into our last episode but they were just basically saying like we want to be so productive and so efficient like that was the big thing like we want to leverage technology to make things easier but then we just end up making space for more things to put on our plate. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really like making our lives easier. We're just creating more for us to do. So, yeah, I don't know. It's good to grind and show and prove that you can get things done. And it's also exciting. It's not just like about proving yourself. I think it's also cool when you like now have the opportunity to learn and to grow and by working hard, especially at the beginning of your career, when you really feel like you don't know anything, working more allows you to learn more and it gives you more opportunities and a leg up compared to other people. Making it clear that you're not going to do, well, sometimes, I mean, like you have to do the less important stuff because it's just where you sit on the totem pole. But at the same time, there are some things that people are going to ask you to do that never need to get done, really, that could sit on the back burner list for forever. So like, you got to be mindful of that and go in eyes wide open. Yeah, well, and I think um, for people in that like first year, I think a lot of people in like the first year or two of their job, like do experience that kind of burnout because they are putting so much pressure on their output all the time. Um, and I think something that you mentioned that your boss told you when you got hired is like, this is just your year to learn. You're here to learn. You're here to observe everything. You know, I wish more employers would do that. Cause I think that, and I don't know how, I mean, you can answer this too. I don't know how that made you feel, but I just see, um, that like taking a lot of weight off of some things of like, you know what, I don't have to be perfect this year I can like mess up even though it's gonna like people like you or I still want to do a really good job no matter what people tell us um 
but that idea that you know you're here to learn that's your job this year that's my expectation yeah. for you if you surpass it awesome um but I think a lot of people in other companies especially like really competitive spaces um tend to go into that first year being like I have to work the hardest I can and as much as I can because I need that promotion like I need to prove myself the first year or I'm like out of there they will like cut off the like loose strings and you know all that stuff so um what did you do you think that was helpful for you as far as not falling into that like hustling all the time always on mentality um like I was saying earlier seeing the successful people and what they do even if you're remote it's kind of hard um but seeing what they do really helps and I think um a couple of people on my team are have been really good at reminding and um they really appreciate the time that you can take Mm -hmm. away from your desk to think more and to reflect on what you're actually doing. And um, I think that could be another thing that kind of gets in the way when we're like, we just have to do, 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 produce, produce, produce. You don't take time to like take a deep breath and reflect on what you just did. Like when you start out, you're going to do things well, and you're going to do some things not very well. And there's a lot of times when you can improve on things. But if you're just like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? This is done. Mm -hmm. What's the next thing? You're not going to take the moment that is really valuable. Even if you're not making something new, you're taking the time to think, okay, how could I have gone better? What can I do next time? What did I learn here? Um, Are there any like conversations I want to have? Or like, do I now know that that person is going to be really helpful for this thing or whatever? Um, I think there are people on my team who have really driven home and talk about how those moments are super valuable for their professional mm-hmm. development. So I think that's helped. I don't know if that answers your question. No, I think so. And that's interesting that they like, those are things they bring up, you know, of this time to step away from my desk allows me to process this material better instead of constantly jumping to the next to next thing. And I think that's how people end up feeling burnt out is because they never have time to actually be like, oh, what did I just learn? Or what am I even, <laughs> what am I doing? Um, and probably creates a better end result anyway. I had my mid-year review today with my manager. And one thing that he talked about was like, celebrating my like my little wins or just any wins along the way and I was like yeah I get that but whenever yeah I was like whenever I finish one thing I'm just like thinking about the next thing and don't think about what just happened and so I think we need to go get champagne when I'm in town and just be like this is for all the things we did a really good job on (laughs) here yeah I will say after our conversation, it did change my mindset a little bit. I think you, um, I think you were talking about your like um, morning schedule or your morning routine and how you find time to go on a walk before you start your day. And I don't anymore though. <laughs> okay. In a perfect world. But the thing was, I wake up no matter what time I wake up. I freak out and I'm like, I should be online right now. Open my computer first thing. 
yeah, which I was thinking about. And I was like, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. (laughs) So um, it's not really improved yet. I'm still figuring out what that means. But there have been times when I'll like go wake up at like 8.30 and I'm like, I need to be online right now, but I need to take a shower. So I'll take a five minute shower, but I'll have my Teams app open. So it looks like I'm online. And then I was just like, what's the point of having my Teams app open? This is just me trying to look cool. And yeah, it doesn't matter because I'm not getting anything done in this five minutes that I'm showering. So who am I trying to fool? It's not like I'm going to report out to my boss that what I got done in those five minutes because I can't. Um, I was showering. So I've decided to stop being silly about it. Like I'll wake up and I'll check my calendar or like if I have messages, I'll check my messages. But if I need to take five minutes to brush my teeth, I'll take those five minutes and not feel like I need to be online. Like it's yeah. so silly. So that's how I'm so silly. We both do really silly things. (laughs) We are very silly. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I'm trying to have a moment, have my moment before I start my day. And it's, it's better. (laughs) It's better. Surprise, surprise. Well, I think I, I do the same thing where like this morning, for instance, I woke up a little bit late and this client that's been chaotic is on West Coast time. And so I'm three hours ahead. And so in my head, I woke up and I was like, darn it, I need to shower. And I want to be able to get work done so I can send this email to them with more deliverables before they start their day. Because I felt like this, all this pressure because of all this stuff that we talked about earlier, but this is so funny. Well, kind of embarrassing. Anyway, so basically I showered and then instead of being like, Delaney, let's brush our hair and like get dressed. I stayed in my bathrobe, Lauren, until 3 p.m. today because I would like, was like, I have to work on this. I have to do this. And like, I don't, I don't have a time and I literally ate cashews and grapes for lunch which it's kind of all like, like one of the few foods I can eat so like whatever but also more importantly it was because I was like there's no time there's no time I have to do it now which after this sometimes, combo, it, sometimes it has to be like that sometimes it has to and I feel like but how often are we doing that and I yeah. think I do that, maybe not the bathrobe thing, but I do the like, I do that type of thing a lot in the same type of deal where I will literally like grab my phone or laptop, pull it onto my bed sometimes, even when I'm like before I'm out of bed, which is such a horrible habit. And um, I was trying to do the walk every morning and it lasted like four days. <laughs> because I got stressed about other work things and I was like I don't have time but like you and I have talked about many times it's just about you prioritize and maybe maybe for me maybe it's not saying I'm gonna walk every single morning because maybe that puts too much like pressure on it if you like don't do it then you're like whatever I didn't do it yesterday so I don't have to do it today um yeah but 
I would like to be better about not having to rush my mornings to start working when, first of all, I'm not an employee, so no one can tell me when to work, actually. But also, well, I could try. <laughs> but in my contract, they can't. <laughs> um, but, like, the only... The whole point of doing freelance is so I can make my own schedule. So why yeah. am I working a nine to five schedule then? Or like eight to eight to eight schedule, you know? <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know how I'm going to work on it, but I think maybe kind of like, you're not going to feel the pressure to like click that you're on teams. Cause what does that really mean? Other than stress you out about like having to rush to be back on your, your computer. But maybe for me, that's okay. I'm going to wake up at a certain time where I don't have to check my email or my computer, you know, 30 minutes after waking up um, mm-hmm. or like before 30 minutes, earlier than 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> whatever um 30 seconds after waking up Um, but I think that's so important because I feel like while both of us clearly just talked about this for a long time of like we're very aware the hustle culture is like a exists and is not sustainable but I think both of us have different ways that we work or operate that like feed into that more than we'd probably like it to um and that's not necessarily the fault of external factors that's just kind of you know both like our work ethic coupled with the desire to perform well and um maybe things we were taught in school or just in life about um or by our parents even of like you know showing up early staying late type of deal um so I think it's important to be aware of those things and try to shift them a little if we can so we'll update you we'll let you know how it goes and that brings us to the end of this episode we hope you enjoyed listening lauren and i have so much fun putting the show together so let us know what you think by sending us a message on instagram or better yet leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts thanks friends talk soon